Hello, this is A Letter to America with Amamla and my co-host Indigo. There's a lot of injustices, but we're not just writing a letter. We're here to talk about the problems and some solutions. Stay tuned, and we're not done yet. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Letter to America with Amandala and Indigo. Today, we actually have a special guest. We are doing an interview with my friend, Sofia Munoz. So thank you, Sofia, for being on here this morning. Do you want to just give a short little introduction about who you are, where you're from? Hi, guys. I'm Sofia Munoz. As she said, I'm 16 years old. I live in Oakland. I go to Bishop O'Dowd, and I'm excited to be on this podcast. Okay. Thank you. So... We just kind of want to know about your current thoughts and feelings about kind of everything that's going on in the world. There's a lot going on between, you know, COVID, the Black Matter movement. Now we have all of these fires, stuff going on with the immigrant farm workers. So there's a lot going on. So we just kind of want to know how you're feeling and kind of what you have to say about everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. There's like really so much going on right now. Is there like anything specific you want me to talk about first though? COVID. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, COVID. Oh. What you call it? How, how are yeah. your thoughts on like, you know, I don't know, like okay. the anti-maskers are Ooh. like really what we be. <laughs> oh my God. I can't stand people like that. Like just like the selfishness and the audacity of these people, like it's really not that hard to wear a mask, especially if you're not going to be like social distancing. It's really the least you can do. And I can't believe people are really out here with no masks. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really the least that you can do. And I know both of our moms like work for Kaiser, right? So it's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. It's just people, it's like they think that they're doing something special by like defying the mandate and they think that they're like, doing something special because they think that like i mean i don't know they think that it's fake and they think that like they're immune i remember amandali you said something you were like we're not invincible it's like no, yeah we're not <laughs> yeah, like, like we are definitely still able to die like, yeah that part didn't happen so. yeah. yeah and even then like it's not even about you it's about like protecting everybody else exactly for real because the mask don't it doesn't protect you the mask is mm-hmm. to help the people who are more sensitive and all that mm-hmm Exactly. So, yeah, it only really works if everyone around you has one on. For real. And, like, I had a friend who actually caught the Rona, and she was, like, worst three days of my life. And ever since then, that's horrible. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, how about everything else? You know, the um, Black Lives Matter movement. I know there was a lot of protests going on. Especially Um, out in Oakland. How was that? Oh, yeah, out in Oakland, definitely. So, honestly, I mean, we just need to keep signing petitions, keep donating, keep saying their name. I know it's, like, really frustrating if your parents don't let you go to protest like my mom did. But, you know, there's still ways you can get involved in stuff. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I know, especially at my school, a big thing is, yeah, I go to a pretty white school. So it's like they need to be making sure that they continue to educate themselves. You know, like you said, signing the petition, social media right now, there's so many places there's so many ways that you can educate yourself and educate others I and mean, also you know just like having conversations like this um having conversations mm-hmm. with your family and friends um, like are your schools like doing anything to try to educate their students about all of this because mine isn't <laughs> i know they have like a little zoom talk about it and i i like saw some poetry that some girls wrote which was really good but i feel like they they're gonna do more in the future like to be honest my school or the whole district is just like i feel as if it's ran by like undercover feds i'm not even gonna lie 
they're they're all lightweight racist because like there was I talked about this in our last episode where there was a dude who actually like had the audacity to post something truly disturbing it was like just a man with a piece of his property and it was like little doll and like blackface it was just the doll head it was super out of pocket disturbing right and then FCUSD or actually a whole bunch of people posted it said this dude needs to be expelled from the district FCUSD was basically just protecting him talking about some maybe he was just a mistake and this and that and it was like racism will not be tolerated this this and that and it, it was really just all bark no bite it was just crazy to me. yeah and I know that there was a lot of stuff going on with Odell these past couple of weeks I know mm-hmm. that Dr. I know they Smart, made that account yeah. to Mm-hmm, report all that stuff yeah and, I and know like that. i'm really glad they did to be honest yeah i know definitely um not to, yeah and i know that i think dr smart put out a statement that a lot of people didn't agree with um yeah but he that statement was a mistake and he corrected himself okay because okay. he didn't want like people to forgive the abusers but he wanted them to like publicly apologize wait what happened yeah um, can you touch up on that yeah. a little bit okay so basically he issued a statement during our orientation last week i think and he basically said that he was like addressing all the sexual abuse at our school and stuff and he was saying students should like try and reconcile with their abusers pretty much that's what people thought he said but basically he meant that they should like publicly apologize to everybody instead yeah wait i'm still lightweight <laughs> confused Yeah, honestly, it's really confusing, to be honest, but he, like, clarified it. He really just, like, messed up on his wording. No, I'm talking about the actual situation at your school. Like, what happened? I think it was was Dr. Smart. Is he the principal? Yeah, he's the principal, but basically he found out about that account, you know, where everyone was reporting reporting their incident with sexual Uh, abuse and, like, racial, you know, racist comments at school. Oh, doubt protectors, like the accounts I was telling you about how people are. Yeah, and he wasn't really talking about in his statement or, like, his apology about the sexual abuse because that's like a whole nother thing they need to like have the authorities involved and stuff but he was just talking about like oh someone made makes like racist comments and need to apologize for what they did and stuff like that well that's good that he came out and clarified because yeah that's a big thing i know right now there's a lot going on and people might not be exactly sure how to like say things so that's really good that he came out and clarified because i know that there were a lot of people that were upset by his statement Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it was a good i'm yeah, I know I don't go there anymore, but I think it was, like, a good learning experience for everyone. And um, I really hope that they can put some more policies in play. And this goes for all schools because yeah, this is something that we need at all schools, right? Like, more policies in place to make sure that incidents like this, whether it's racism, sexual assault, you know, anything, like bullying in general, to make sure that these things aren't going on in our schools and that our administration is protecting us. Yeah. I know we also kind of wanted to hear about your experience growing up in in Oakland. I know me and you both went private schools as to color. So like if you want to maybe yeah. touch up on that. Overall, like I moved to Oakland like over 10 years ago, so I've been here for a while, I guess. But I love Oakland. I love the Bay Area. I mean, sometimes it is kind of a struggle when you're like some of the only students of color at predominantly white private school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I went to O'Dowd. Mm-hmm. I go to O'Dowd and you know, it's not as white as yeah, some of the other schools I went to, like yeah. Park Day, Redwood Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's why I chose O'Dowd over, like, other schools, yeah. like, you know, Bentley, CPS, um, even though I'm not there anymore. But, yeah, O'Dowd definitely You has, know, like, the percentage? Uh, no. Sophia, do you know by any chance the percentages of O'Dowd, the racial makeup? I don't know, but I could, like, look it up right now. Do you yeah. want me to? Okay. I mean, because I know my school, <laughs> we're at, like, four, <laughs> maybe 5%. African-American. And the, you want to know something that's crazy? We make up more than like 60% of the suspensions and the explosions no, coming yeah, out of exactly. our schools. Same though. for my school. Okay. 
I looked it up. It says the largest ethnic group of 1,200 students at O'Dowd is white, followed by 21.3% black, 12.2% Hispanic, 7.8% Asian, and 4.8% Pacific Islander. So obviously it's still not as diverse as a public school would be, but it still is compared to a lot of the other private schools in O'Dowd. Yeah. It's about like half and half. Yeah. over a little yeah. over half are white, and then everyone else is students mm-hmm. of color. So, and yeah, I feel like the efforts that they make at O'Dowd are completely different than like our schools. Yeah. Like, I don't know, does your school have any like cultural days, cultural assemblies? No, we had like food <laughs> days where like our clubs would all come out and they'd like make food. We yeah. had like Filipino club and like um, Latinx club and um, like Armenian club and stuff, and they all came out and like made yeah. cultural dishes. But we didn't. But like in middle school, we had a um, cultural fair where like everybody made food and mm-hmm. I had like heritage food and stuff like that. It was dope. Yeah. It was cool. yeah, I've never even done anything like that. Um, yeah, my school and honestly our clubs are pretty small. I think this year is actually the first year that they even had like a Latinx club just because the percentages at the school are so oh, small. Okay. Um, I know that we do have a BSU, but they kind of do their own thing and they don't really yeah. do much with the school as a whole. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, speaking of BSU, so I'm a part of, like, I'm not sure if you guys have, like, an ASB at you guys' school, like a, oh, no, like a student, oh, yeah, we do. student body or student government or anything like that. But um, I'm running for, like, a class officer position, and I, I made the class officer position. I'm a secretary treasurer, right? And my whole Congrats. thing, yeah, for, for oh, man, that was a mission. But my whole thing was just trying to, like, bring more African-Americans or not even just African-Americans, people of color into that class. Because sometimes I'd be mm-hmm. having, like, mad imposter syndrome because, like, when I first got there, it was, like, a little clickish, you know. But I'm also a part of the BSU. And, well, like, going through with the BSU, I'm trying to, like, you know, have, like, a better partnership. Because I feel as if, like, the ASB, they're not really, they're not truly getting the whole student body with, with the just, like, mm-hmm. 20 people who are in the class right now. Which is crazy to me because, like, we're talking about some actual issues and yeah. actual policies that we're voting on and we have no <laughs> no representation yeah but yeah that's really been my biggest thing but it's even har- it's even harder now because we're doing everything online mm-hmm. so yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah. yeah good for you for being in that because yeah it's the same thing with yeah that's good yeah like it's hard to get representation and then it's like how are you even supposed to get that representation when the school is mostly white it's yeah, like facts. uh yeah so it's really hard Sophia, was there anything else that you had, like, notes on that you wanted to touch on? I know you had a lot of... Well, I have stuff about, like, ice. Yeah, no, definitely. Can you touch on Okay, so, honestly, I don't know why that's abolished yet. Like, they need to get rid of it right now. And, like, I don't understand, like, we we used to have no ice, like, in 2003, which was the year I was born, and we can go back to a world without ice because, you know, children are being placed in all these detention centers with these horrible dehumanizing conditions, and families are being split apart, so they just need to fix it. Yeah, definitely. I know that they're looking into making Marin, which is where I live, like, a sanctuary county. And then also another big thing that's been on my mind especially these last few days, is, um like, the farm workers, literally right here yeah. on our backyard yeah. out yeah. in the Central Valley. Um, it's really crazy how they're, like, being so overworked and underpaid. Like, that's even less than a minimum wage job, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. And it's crazy to think how, like, a lot of these Trump supporters are, like, they're taking all our jobs, they're doing this, they're doing that, when really, you know, they're picking our fruit, they're doing the jobs that no one wants to yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're doing the jobs that no one else wants to do. Yeah, and it's crazy. Out of Marin... 80% of the COVID cases 
are uh, made up by Latino people. And I mean, yeah, when you no. look at it, yeah, it makes COVID sense. COVID really hit um, yeah. East Oakland and Fruitville really hard, which yeah. is where all the Latinos are. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, my grandma's um, zip code is where is one of like the hot spots in Oakland where most of the cases are. But um, yeah, and it's like right now we have these fires going on. So they're out here in the fields with the fires, yeah. the smoke from the fires, with COVID, yeah. you know, school is starting up, so... And their work conditions yeah, is nowhere near okay. Like, their bathrooms, I'm talking about how many times they can get a break, is mm-hmm. is terrible. But they, they're doing what they have to do to feed their family, mm-hmm. and I feel as if I can... Yeah. I gotta respect that with mm-hmm. everything that I have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah not right. to, like, switch the subject a little bit, but how is it, like, going back to school online? Are they having you go into hybrid, or are they fully online no we're fully online so yeah we've just been doing zoom classes do they have a date when they said you might be able to go back yeah have they proposed um i'm pretty sure we're gonna be doing it for the rest of the semester to be honest but you know maybe if covid clears up and we get rid of some of the cases we'll be able to go back to win the second semester i don't think they will though yeah Yeah, they said (laughs) september 8th but it's like it'll probably be the whole semester because it's like when you have over a thousand kids in the same school it's like there's no way that you can and like we could just look at georgia as like a test state right now they were open oh my god that's crazy i saw that (laughs) (laughs) they were open for a week 1100 kids tested positive man that's like all of my school that's my whole school after a week everybody's sick yeah and then it's like even if it might not have the same effects on kids even though we're still not totally sure but for real we really don't know you don't want to go around spreading that to older folks or people that might have underlying conditions so even if yeah yeah exactly i wouldn't really care if i got corona because i feel like i would recover just fine but i'm like scared to spread it to people yeah like i got a parent that like if he don't if he doesn't work we literally don't eat like that's really how it is so we got to make sure we keep him safe and nobody else yeah definitely yeah same thing with our teachers too like i know a lot of people might have like mixed feelings about their teachers or whatever but like i'm not trying to kill my teachers like and i don't want them to have to be working a lot of them i know they might have kids at home or parents at home that they need to take care of and to be honest we don't like my school district we don't have the money that's the real reason why i feel as if we're not going back we don't have the money to sustain Mm -hmm. an actual like testing ground for them where they'd be able Mm -hmm. to um make sure that they're safe make sure that the kids aren't sick make sure that they like aren't sick consistently you know we ain't have the place for them Mm -hmm. to um or we don't have the money for the test basically Mm -hmm. um and i feel that's the real reason why we're not going out and i feel as I feel as if they're looking for like a quick solution and they're like yeah well it'll just fix itself type stuff but mm-hmm. it's not i don't think we're going to really able to be able to get to that position until we get to a vaccine i was yeah. looking at like some of these studies we're pretty far off from that no yeah we really <laughs> we're are pretty far um, off from that. but then yeah that's another thing like it comes down to a big equity issue because then yeah. it's like the, who can afford the vaccine yeah like who can yeah. afford it and then also with the schools too it's like the more wealthy schools the private schools yeah. the more white schools they're gonna have the money and the tools yeah so. and like they don't even probably wouldn't need the vaccine as much as like under privileged communities in the first place so yeah because yeah, rona hit colored communities so unproportionately yeah it did like out in chicago it was like 75 percent of all of the corona cases were in the black community mm. and it really just had me thinking that like no one's really safe like yeah no one is. doesn't matter if you're rich if you're poor mm-hmm. no one's truly safe and if we keep like treating this as if it is just going to go away and we're going to be here longer like china got this under wraps like i am so envious i've never mm-hmm. been so envious of anywhere else and, like, i know i've seen a post it was like new zealand said like it's like 120 they, okay now. new zealand i think they only have like six cases 
total right now or some like really yeah. low number like less than 10 but and even though ago? they're like a little small series of islands like they have it all over all in the central like because they listened to like science mm-hmm. and i mean they- yeah. but even then it's not even just that they're an island i don't think that's the only reason why they were um, able to do all that it's because like there's an island in it was like an american territory called saint martin right and they are considered a hot spot like if you go there it's almost definite that she will come back with the kid with rona and you're gonna have to like quarantine for 14 days with no symptoms doesn't matter if you came in um, already you know it's crazy to me that we're even still in this position seeing that like there are places that are good you know yeah, yeah. Stay home, you guys. Everybody, do your part. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. Like I can't please. stress that part enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please wear your mask. Do your part. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got. Yeah, Sophia, I want to thank you for coming on with us and sharing your thoughts, sharing your opinions. We really enjoyed having you. Thank you for supporting us, sending all the love. So, yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you for having me. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And please stay with us next week. We'll have a brand new episode and hopefully another interview. This is a letter to America. There are many people who won't like what we say and use this information well. You know, viewer discretion is advised. I'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to A Letter to America with Amonla and Indigo. Make sure to join us weekly on Fridays at 5 p.m. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast stations, websites, or apps.